Hallelujah. This is an exciting time. Um, but why do we do this? And you know, what, what, um, what is this ceremony all about? What, what, why we get actual water? You know, we used to, I'm guessing in Bible times they did not bring the water to them. They went to the water. Um, how many here have been baptized somewhere outdoors in natural water? Put up your hand if that's... No? Everyone here? A pool, an outdoor pool. Yeah, let's... How many have been baptized in a swimming pool somewhere? Yeah, there we go. More, more hands. Hallelujah. How, how many have seen someone get baptized in a river or a creek or something like that? Yeah, that's been pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I remember um, I was working on a farm outside of Myrtleford a little bit. Um, lots of enthusiasm, not much knowledge of what to do on a farm. Um, but we just working, doing general jobs around to help and got the phone call. A friend came, all heading in the creek. Someone's getting baptized. That was how it would, would work. You know, someone got saved. They said, yeah, I want to follow the Lord in baptism. They'd just ring around. As many as could would gather around the Myrtleford, the river that went through the, the Myrtleford area. And they'd just go and have a baptismal service right there. Just praise God, and they'd all pray and go. Then you go back to your jobs. <laughs> so that was a pretty cool way of doing it. Uh, you know, sort of very more spontaneous and just as it happened. But praise God, we've got a bit more opportunity to get prepared, and we're getting a few people at the same time. And we'll have an announcement we've got more baptisms planned in the short future because we've got more people wanting to be baptized, some that couldn't be here today, so that we will um, be able to sort of keep it going and then just keep it going. And keep it going, because that's what God's plan is. Matthew chapter 28 is the very final part of Matthew's report of what Jesus did here on the earth. And it finishes not with um, the cross and the resurrection, but then after the resurrection, just the final part where Jesus is leaving, and he talks to the disciples and says, I'm going, but here, here's what your job is and what you're to do. And he said, um, they saw him, they worshipped him, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and disciple all the nations. Which is, um, I don't think we realize sometimes what, um, <laughs> how that was changing their whole perspective on life. Um, we sort of say, it sort of sounds normal. And especially for Christians today, it just sounds like the normal charge for the church. But to the Jews, they thought everyone was coming to them. They thought... We're going to be the ultimate people of God. The Jews are the people of God. And if you want to join, you come and join us. And you come to us. You, be, you become a, um, a proselyte. We, we, we take you and you be, join us. We don't mind that, but we, you, know, you, you sort of come as a, um, a, a Gentile and you, you, you go through the, the Jewish ceremonies. You get circumcised. You, you enter in and become one of us. And you follow the law and you do everything that we've been doing for thousands of years following Moses' instructions. And they, they were just saying, hey, this is really good what Jesus is doing, but they really saw more of the same, except now we've got Jesus' life and Jesus' power and the Holy Spirit helping us to be super Jews. And everyone's going to come in and become a super Jew with us. And we're going to be anointed super Jews. And we're going to be the best Jews there are. And Jesus comes to them and says, guess what? I want you to go everywhere. I want you to go out into all the world. I want you to go to the ends of the earth. And um, so we don't sort of realize that how sort of earth-shattering this instruction was. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations. This is about the God. He said, no, no, no longer it's going to be contained. 
right here. And in um, Luke's account of what happened after Jesus rose from the dead, he said these words to the disciples who were still trying to get their head around it all. Because, you know, like after Jesus rose from the dead, they, um, they were asking questions like, um, Jesus, is, 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 are you going to bring the kingdom now? Are, you gonna, are we going to overthrow the Romans now? Are you going to set up your kingdom like David did here and now? Are you going to put your throne here? They're still thinking, this is what's going to be gonna have like. It's going to be like David 2. David version 2, that's how they saw the Messiah. We're going to overthrow the, uh, the Romans. We're going to set up this amazing kingdom. It's going to be bigger than Solomon's reign. We're gonna, we're gonna, it's amazing. And he's like, so he's resurrected from the dead. And, um, and they're asking, verse 6, is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to Israel? Is it happening now? Because they were pretty, pretty shocked when he got crucified by the Romans. Because that was like the opposite of what their king was going to do. Kings don't get crucified. Kings crucify. <laughs> you know, kings, kings don't end up dying the death of a criminal. That's what crucifixion was. It was not just a death. In um, the book of Philippians, I had to think there for a sec. Um, book of Philippians, when Paul's talking to them, he said Jesus died the death, even the death on a cross. Even Like it's not just dying. The death on a cross was the most shameful death because you, you were lifted up to show that you had just been the most wicked, sinful person there was. Only sinful people in the book of Galatians, Paul says, only sinners, only those who are cursed end up on a cross, end up on a tree, as they call it, a piece on the wood. No one gets lifted up on the wood except sinners and cursed people. And what's Jesus doing up on there? And so the, the, oh, the disciples, they're like, he's meant to be ruling and reigning. Instead, he ends up dying on a, a cursed person's cross. What has happened? And they, they, they're, 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 they're totally distraught. They, they, they go into despair. And Peter is so despairing of this whole process, he even, process, he even denies knowing Jesus three times. Oh, I don't even know him. I don't even know. He begins to talk like a, a rough um, a Galilean fisherman, you know, just to prove the fact that I'm not, I'm not anything like this. And, and then the he remembers that Jesus had said, you'd even deny me, and he breaks down. It's just the whole thing's gone wrong. And all of a sudden, something happens on the third day, which they weren't actually expecting because they were doubtful when people came and told them what had happened. He's alive again. He's come back to life. He's alive. And when Jesus, they see Jesus, feel the nail print, see me, I am alive. And they're like, ah. Oh. And so some of them think, it's still, the plan's still on. They still haven't really worked out what's happened. The plan's still on. He's not, now, they can't even kill him. This is a good king. You know, <laughs> you know, can't even die. So, and so it's like, okay, we had a bit of a hiccup, but are we back on plan? And so the question is, is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to Israel? Oh, and he said, listen, you don't want, you, you don't want to know about the times and the seasons. There's a whole lot more happening, guys. It's not about that at this moment. He says that. But what you will do, he said something's going to happen here. This is the, most, the next significant step. The next part that is the next most significant thing is you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea. And, you know, you think of the ripples of a pond. Jerusalem is the center. Judea, it'd be like me saying from Mel, you know, from, okay, Bayswater, 
to Melbourne, to Samaria, you know, greater Melbourne, to Victoria even maybe, to the ends, of, even to the remotest part of the earth. <sighs> this thing's going. So they're saying, are we going to centralize and we're going to put you on a throne and we're going to overthrow the Romans? Just forget about those times. This is what's going to happen. This is what's happening now. And they had, and, and, he's, and I don't think they really understood it until the Holy Spirit came and filled them. And suddenly they're getting revelation. Even then it was a struggle when Peter had to have a vision from heaven and be sent to the Romans and go into their home and start speaking to them. And as he's speaking, the Holy Spirit falls on them. They all begin to speak in tongues and live for God. And he's like, wasn't my fault. Well, I didn't, this was not part of my plan. Of course it wasn't, Peter. This is God's plan. Getting it out. So Matthew 28. Go, therefore, go and disciple all the nations. Go and make them into disciples. Go and make them to followers of me who are anointed with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, doing things like what I did. And he said, when you go, this will be one, you'll be making them disciples. Then he gives this very particular thing. You'll be baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You'll be teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And know this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He said, I'm with you through this. And then he left and went to heaven. You know? <laughs> he said, I'm never going to leave you. Then he left them. <laughs> I'm with you. doesn't matter where you go, but I'm going back to heaven. How does that all work? He said, because when I get to heaven, he said, I've told them I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask the Father, they're going to send the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will come to you. And that is me coming. You will get the same relationship with God. It'll all be, it'll just be amazing. He said, but if I don't go, I'm limited to one place at one time on the earth. But now you can go and you can be turned into thousands and thousands into millions. And that, and I can be with you wherever you go. But he said, one of the keys to this whole process is this thing called baptism. I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And um, so it's a shame that, okay, people said, yeah, well, we'll do it. Just as if like, well, it's, we've got to tick the box. <laughs> get that thing done because he told us to do it. You know, some people say, why do we get baptized? Well, because God commanded us to. Okay, it's good. It's a, an act of obedience. But why did he command us to it? Um, you know, I, 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 I actually remember someone using this type of logic when I was um, in, uh, in youth group. And they said, you know, you know, there's 10 reasons why we should get baptized. I thought, this is interesting. Number one, because Jesus commanded us to. And the other nine don't matter. Good youth, good youth teaching. <laughs> 10 reasons, doesn't matter if he told us to. So it doesn't, you don't, don't need to know the other nine. And how many know, well, that's sort of helpful, but I really would have liked to know the other nine. I suspect they didn't know the other nine. <laughs> they never had a list of ten in front of them. They just had number one, and they pretended they had ten. Because they knew once they got past number one, they'd never have to come up with another nine. But how many know, okay, yeah, I know he told us to get baptized. I know, we, you know, go and baptize and go and do it yet. But why? And um, some people are like, you don't question God. I'm not questioning him. I'm not saying, 
will I or won't I? I think it's a great idea. I'm, I'm for it. But why? Because it's a significant thing. He told them to, to teach them all the things that he commanded. I understand why. That's important. You know, I understand because the Word of God, as it teaches, I've seen why. It changes me. I know why he told us to bring, take the Word of God and take his teachings. Because in, um, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, because um, every scripture, everything from the Word of God is inspired by God. And it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. That's why it's good to teach. Because this stuff really helps and it equips us and enables us to, to live out the life that God has. So I understand why teaching is good. But why baptizing them? What was the, why was that such a, a key moment? Was it just a sort of, you know, I, I, don't, I really, really don't think God's into tick-the-box moments. Just do it because I told you to. Just do it because, well, Jesus, I'm not really sure. The Father said just to do it, so I'm telling you just to do it. And I never questioned God, so just whatever he said, do. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think God ever gives us anything that's not without great significance. And has a great reason why he's trying to do it and why he he wants to do it. Do you remember when he came to the Passover meal right before Easter? It actually says he, he, they were going to share Passover, and he says, "I really, really wanted to share this with you." You look at the, the Greek there. I really, really wanted to do this. It was like it was significant to him. Significant. So, and when he does things, significant. I could imagine. Through my understanding of this, it's like, Jesus, I really, really wanted them to be baptized this morning. I really, really was looking forward to this. Oh. So I want us to try and capture a little bit of why he was excited and why he encouraged us to say that part of the, one of the great parts of discipling all the nations and going out everywhere is eventually we'll be baptizing people. So let me just share a few things just based on this, Matthew 28, baptizing them. First of all is the word baptizing. What does it actually mean? Why do we use a special word? I'm really not totally certain why we gave it a special word. Sometimes we take words from another language and they become part of our language because we just like to use the, that word. Um, um, we've done it with the word for angel. Do you know the, the Greek people didn't have a word for angels? They, they had a word for, called angelos, which is where we get our word angel from. But it didn't mean angels. It meant a messenger. It was the word for messenger. So whether you're a human messenger or a heavenly messenger, you're an angelos. But when we came to English, we said, why don't we give a word for human messengers, word messenger, but we need a word for those heavenly messengers. So we'll give them, we'll just pick the Greek word up and we'll just use that, they're angelos. So we gave them their own special name. But we've just borrowed a word to use it. But back in the original, it didn't have a special meaning. It wasn't a, wasn't a religious meaning, but we made it religious. We've done the same with baptism. baptism. We've just borrowed that word from the Greek to explain what we're doing here. But do you know what it meant in Greek? It just meant to immerse. To baptize just meant to immerse someone. You know, you would baptize your hands before you ate dinner. Literally. You would baptize your hands. You just immerse. You know, Jesus, Jesus said to the disciples, you know, when you wash your hands before 
you eat, when you baptize your hands, when you immerse them, you just baptize. When you go to lunch today, I want you to have a little baptism service. You know, during the COVID, they taught you the, the, the ceremony for baptism. Didn't they not? They say, you know, you do this, you got to do this. Hey, sorry, I got it wrong. I think wet the hands first, put on the um, soap, rub for how long, rub it under. Sorry? Sing happy birthday, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Is that right? They told you the baptism ceremony for your hands. Dry them off, air dry them. I don't know what you meant to do. Don't do it. <laughs> No, it is. <laughs> That's not how to do it. But there was a, so we we've take the, so but the funny thing is they said oh if this ceremony this this thing what we're doing let's give it the let's take the Greek name and give it to it. But I think in doing that we've just made it into some sort of sort of weird name like baptism. No one knows what baptism is except a ceremony. But it's actually we have come along to see our family get immersed today. That's, really, that's all it is. We, we, we've, we've come to see them get immersed. To get immersed. We, we're going to immerse them. Hallelujah. So we've learned some things over time. And I've learned that when it comes to water baptism day, immersion day, to wear short sleeve shirts. <laughs> I've learned things over time. A couple of times I'd come to today and I'd be doing the service and I'd go, oh, I've got a long sleeve shirt on. Oh, I forgot. Oh, well, I'll just roll it up. Does not work. And up with wet sleeves. So we, we, we learn things and we develop things, but it's immersion. We are learning to immerse, what it means to immerse. Why did Jesus say? So he said, Go therefore, to make disciples or disciple all the nations, immersing them. Immersing. Now, this is what I want to point out to you because immersion, like, Ridiculous. I immerse my hands, but that's not a special ceremony. And you've probably been immersed over summer many times. You, you don't say, well, I wasn't baptized. Well, yeah, yeah, technically you were. You were immersed every time you went to the ocean, every time you went to the swimming pool, every time you have a bath, you are baptizing yourself. But this is why it's important. Because it never says just to baptize. It says, I want you to baptize them in the name of. All right? So he says it's an immersion that is connected. So it's really important to say, ah, oh, it's not the immersion, it's what the immersion is surrounded with. And when it says in the name of, or literally, in, in this Greek for this word, in this place, it says into the name of. Um, it, it, other places it talks about in the name. But literally here it, it's immersing them into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, I won't go into details, but people have argued over this. For it became a point of argument because in other points in the book of Acts, Paul said, I, we, we baptize them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's different. Matthew said, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Paul said, in the name of Jesus. Which one's right? All right? And, and, and churches have formed denominations over that. All right? Um, it's like... They've got into, it's all about the, it's like the tick the box. Which, which formula did you use? And they'd get you baptized. So what, what, what did they say over you when you got baptized? Because if they said the wrong thing, you need to get re-baptized because that one didn't work. Literally, to that sort of pedantic, as if the, 
Jesus was telling them a formula that they had to follow exactly, otherwise it wasn't right. And you know what really annoys me? People have not, they, they, they turned it into a formula instead of stopping and saying, why did he say that? What's the significance? Why, why, what's, why am I being baptized in the name of the Father? Because he could have just said, I want to go and get baptized, go and get immersed. But he said, no, no, it's not an immersion. It's not just an immersion. It's an immersion into something. It's an immersion. You are getting immersed into something. And it's not water. The water is the symbol. But you are getting immersed into something. I want you to go into all the world. And I want you to get people. And I want you to immerse them into something. I want you to immerse them into something. I want you to get them into something. Fully into something. I want them to come. And what, what am I immersing? Well, I'm not immersing my hands. I'm immersing me. And I'm not just immersing my body. I'm immersing all of me. I'm immersing me. And what am I immersing me into? Oh, I'm not just immersing me into the water. I mean, immersing myself into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be immersed? Why did Jesus say the name of? Started, you know, there's a part where we say, I, I, you know, I've heard, you know, I arrest you in the name of the Lord. There is that element where it's like, with the authority, the representation of what it means. But this word also means into which it doesn't work. I, I don't arrest you into the name of the Lord. That doesn't work in that side, you know what I mean? So yes, there's the authority side, which does work, particularly some other areas of Acts. But here, Jesus, I'm immersing you into the name of. Why the name of? Why did he say the name of something? Because the name of something is it's sort of like, it's what it stands for. Everything about it. It's, it's, it's bringing it into a very narrow point. And understand, he did not say the names. He didn't even make it plural. He didn't say the names of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said the name. It's a single unit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not into three individual entities, but into the three of them as one. You are coming, he said, into everything that God has planned for you, prepared for you, and has designed for you. He is going to take you and put you into the waters and book of Romans. And we've talked to those who are being baptized about this. It's, that's representative of you going down in to the grave with Jesus. Uh, Paul says we've been baptized into the death of Jesus. We've been, part of that is we're going into his death. But we've also been baptized into his resurrection life. We've been baptized into the family. Oh, let's stand on it again. We've been baptized into the fullness of the Holy Spirit. How long does a baptismal service last? All right, can anyone guess? For those who are being baptized, tell me how long you think it should last. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Someone asked me, how long do you hold them down for? I said, until the bubble stops. <laughs> Baptized into the death 
of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How long does a baptismal service last? All right. Well, I'll tell you an answer that you don't often get because I was baptized as a child. I really wanted, I understood what it meant to follow Jesus. I was hungry to follow Jesus. Um, and the church I went to at the time, they were not too keen on a couple of things. That number one was kids really getting into things too early because it's more of a grown-up thing when you understand. And secondly was getting into the Holy Spirit. Sadly for them, I was into both. And um, so they sort of said, oh, not here. You don't, don't really fit here very well. Um, funnily enough, do you know what? This is a true story. This is a church I went to. Um, the church... They couldn't accommodate me and my family and things because we were hungry for the Holy Spirit. I was an eight-year-old and that just didn't work. So they said, go away. No, just, you know, like in the sense, we're not. I remember coming home from a Sunday meeting. Mum said, I don't think we can go back there. I said, what? Well, the pastor pretty much let us know in the sermon. We're not wealthy. He doesn't want our type there. So we had to travel an hour, country roads, to another church that did want us. And they, when we said, can I get baptized? They said, yes, you can get baptized. And can I get the Holy Spirit? Yes, you can. We'll help you get the whole, we'll get the whole lot. Amazing thing was, that church I went to many, many years later turned into the same denomination <laughs> they sent us to an hour away. And the church now, there's a thriving church of the same denomination that's full of the Holy Spirit and everything. We were just a bit early, that's all. We'd just gone there a little bit early. If I'd gone a little bit later, the church would have been not changed. But I was hungry as an eight-year-old. I wanted this. I wanted, I wanted the fullness of the Spirit. And they said, yes, you can come and get baptized. You can come and get immersed into this. Hallelujah. I praise God. We got Sam. How old are you, Sam? Ten. Eleven. Yeah, it's still locked on to last year's age. I'm still 42, but I won't tell you how long ago I've locked into that. <laughs> this, he, kids can keep growing. You just sort of get, no, I'm not 42. Praise God for Sam. Praise God that Sam, I said, Sam, why do you want to do this? He says, I want to follow Jesus. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I get But I want us all to not just be immersed into the death and the resurrection of Jesus, but to get immersed into the life that is there. So as eight years of age, I got baptized. Do you know how long my baptism lasted? Well, I haven't given, I'd have to check the time to see how long it's been going. Because it's, I'm still in the second part. I'm still in the second part of the baptism. I'm still working it out, all right? The second part starts when they bring you up, and that's, I'm baptized into the Father, the Son, and into the Holy Spirit, and I've been living it out. The second half of my baptism is still going. It doesn't, it's not a, it's not a ceremony. It's a, this is what God wanted. So he said, I want you to go into all the world. I want you to, disciple the nations. I want you to show them how to become followers of me and my word. I want you to teach them. And he said, I want you to baptize them. I want you to immerse them into the name of the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit. I want them to get everything there is out of that. I want them to come up full of what God has done, full of what Jesus has done, and full of the Holy Spirit to what they're going to do. And I recognize a couple of things here. Number one, we've only got one baptismal font. You ever thought about that? Probably haven't. You know why? Because we just use the same font for everybody. And you know what? Something I never really stopped to think about is you can't baptize yourself. You can immerse yourself, but you can't baptize in the name of the Father. Why? Because God said, this is you becoming a part of something that's not just individual. And we all use the same water because we're coming out of the same place. It's all, it's, it's, it's us. It's our water. We've all been through it. For those getting baptized, it is different water. <laughs> That's not the water I got baptized in, all right? Thank God for that. It's a, and you would need that soap thing. <laughs> but it's representative. When we baptize people, we do not give fresh water for every person and there's a reason for that because it's it's a sign of this is we're doing this together and somebody somebody like myself who's wearing short sleeves comes but not because i'm a person but i now get to represent i say i baptize you in the name the father the son and the holy spirit he gets me to use my hands to represent his hands he gets me to represent going down, coming up. God says, they're a part of this work and who we are. It's an exciting thing. So there's a couple of things we cannot do. Number one, I can't, do, I can't baptize you if your heart's not in it. Because I don't, it's not a, I, I, could, I could immerse you but I can't do the full thing unless your heart's in it. And um, I can't come you because I want you. You know, I can't, I can't walk through a swimming pool and someone goes, I'm going to baptize them. Little secret baptisms, they don't even know about it. Can't work. God's like, that's not, that's not what an immersion is. I can only do this under the authority of your testimony. Okay, your testimony gives me the authority to do this. So I want to give everyone here the chance, first of all, to share their testimony. And then we're going to sing a song while you go and get changed. I see Pri's already, well, she's, she's ready. She's already ready. Um, but we're going to give it a Often we get to do it in the baptismal font, but I'm, today I'm going to do it down here because um, often it's pretty intense right there in the water and everything especially if the water's warm at the top and cold down near their feet where they can't see but I want us to give us an opportunity yeah for the three people that are being baptised to come and share why they're being baptised then we're going to sing a song while they go and get dressed and share and then we're going to do the baptism but I want them to give us the authority to do it okay it's not just me because they're baptized into us. In fact, um, 
you know, there's a baptism, the baptism of the Spirit. But there's, it's sort of interwoven a little times with this baptism in the Spirit and the baptism in water in terms of the, the connection. First Corinthians 12, 13 says, By one Spirit we're all baptized into one body. Whether Jews, Greeks, slaves, free, we're all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. This is a representation and a sign of that unity. We're all together in this. So I want those three that are being baptized, if you would come up here. And I want you to give me the authority to do this. Each of them coming from their own story and their own place. I have um, two ice cream cones, blue and black. Yeah. I don't know which one. Black one. Um, those that are with them are family members. Oh, Mark's already done. Mark's not getting baptized. He's coming to stand with Sam. Yeah. Let people come and stand. If you've got family or friends or something, you come and stand with them. Yeah. Pree's got our brand new t-shirts we made just on this week. You like them? I have decided to follow Jesus. And you, you get to keep that t-shirt. That's your baptism t-shirt. Throw the t-shirt in for free. You get that. It's um, pretty exciting. But I want to give you all a chance, not just to share to share why this is going to go from a, an immersion stop, to a immersion in the name, into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sam, do you want to share a little bit or think for a 10-year-old? I want Jesus to be in my life. And that's why I want to get baptized. Amen. Amen. Well, under the authority of that testimony, we can baptize. Nadia, different story, different like, different journey, but why, why are you getting baptized? Um, hey, church family. Um, for people who don't know me, my name is Nadir. Um, to little Levi, I know Dia. Yeah. Um, I think I like that name better. Yeah, Levi says Dia. 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 <laughs> I, so I'm changing my name to that. I'm very nervous in public speaking, so bear with me. Um, That's right. You're with family. Um, something about me, I um, grew up in a Baha'i family. Um, we always believed in God, but had a misconception of what God really was. He was just a creator um, who talked to us through modern-day prophets, basically. And I stepped away from God for a while, um, tried to control things in my life that uh, just wanted to just have some control over it. Didn't really realize that I was just completely failing in everything because I was trying to control everything myself. Um, it was one of my dear friends uh, invited me to church. And, uh, I didn't want to go to church, but I really did after a couple of weeks. I wasn't trying to find God at church. I was just trying to find some friends, I guess. Help me out with some things. 
Um, but I remember I didn't find God, but he found me. He found me and he showed me through love what it was. And I thought I didn't deserve that love. Brought people in my life who I thought showed me love that I, didn't, I thought I didn't deserve. I was going through some situations at that time that were hopeless. A lot of people know about that. And I remember the situations were like I was failing again and again in uni. I was almost giving up because even my uni was telling me to just give up. You failed so many times. You've spent so much money and effort. And I remember my church family stood with me and prayed with me and prayed for me. Countless times, uh, me and Josh in a car praying for me, you know, this too shall pass. And I remember those prayers. Um, I think in the book of Matthew, it says, you have faith, you will receive what you prayed for. And I remember uh, my Aussie mom and my uh, Aussie dad uh, sitting in the crowd cheering for me uh, when I, as I went up the stage, to collect my award uh, for my um, for my graduation from the same person who told me just give up who who told me just you know what just go home why why are you spending so much money and effort to it and I remembered he she took a picture of me with Pastor Peter and it was it was a special moment for me and uh, and, and, and and a little story I. It was the day before or the day on the day. I found out that it was their wedding anniversary. Uh, I didn't know that. And that's how much they love me. It's true love that God has put me in. And I thank you for that. Um, the situations that um, uh, enemy attacked, where I, they told me to get out of the country. Um, I had no money for rent was about to get out of the house but here I am just in Australia in this country because of God's love and grace not because of me because of his love and grace no you love me sorry so I am here today to get baptized to tell the world know that I choose Jesus as my Lord and Savior and the Lord is my strength and song has become my victory God thank you Amen Woo! Amen well in the authority of that testimony, we're able to baptize Nadia today. It's awesome. Free. You're ready, ready. Yes. <laughs> um, also, like Nadia, I also get very nervous with public speaking. Um, um, so today is a public declaration um, that I'm shedding my old life and stepping into a new life with Jesus. Um, you know, I've been a follower of Christ for a few years now, and 
my life has only gotten so much richer and more blessed and fuller. And I'm so happy to be here I'm about to get baptized. Um, you know, I'm so thankful for uh, all the people God has placed around me, you know, from my RE teacher in primary school to um, the friends that I've had, you know, um, who have always shared their faith with me, even if I wasn't receptive at the time. Um, so I'm really thankful to them and also to uh, Chris, my husband, who helps me to continue to grow in my faith. And uh, today is a culmination of all your efforts and um, sowing into my life. So thank you. I was trying kind of to cry. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, like the shirt says and like the song, um, Christ is enough that I've that's been stuck in my head all day, you know. I've decided to follow Jesus and I'm not turning back. Yeah. Well based on that the authority that you've now given me with your testimonies. And how many love the fact that your testimony like with Sam with his family and the church family, Nadia, Pre, can you see why this is not just something it's an individual thing? It's a body thing. It's us. And not only do we help them to come to this point, but they join us in living it out. They join us in helping others to come to this place. But it's an amazing thing. So you don't need to, but you might want to take your shoes off. Um, you two want to go and get changed. Why don't we um, stand and celebrate with the testimonies that we've heard. Brooke, you're going to lead us in a song. Sorry. All right. Well, Pri is ready, so while they're getting changed, we can start with the first baptism. So everyone would like to come and gather over here because that makes it a lot easier than carrying the water-filled tank over there. Gather around. Thank me for this in a minute. Otherwise, your knees will be warm and your feet will be freezing. So that's better. Come and stand in here. Thank you. The others are coming. They don't know yet. Say, it's beautiful. She said it's lovely in here. Now, if you turn around this way. So what we're going to do, I'm going to get you to sit down. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we do the testimonies over there, so we can do the baptism here. <laughs> so, but you know what? What a powerful testimony. A declaration of what Jesus has done. Pre, under the authority of what you've shared with us, and your trust and following of Jesus. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, even the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Woo!
Javi. Let's sing. Turn around this way, Sam, before you go down. Um, if we could just make a little path for the camera, because some of Sam's family is watching online. So, Mark, why don't you come around here with me, and, and Kirsty, come around. Uh, any of the other super kids, if you want to come and gather around here, come on, super kids. Come and be a part of what Mark's doing. Mark's doing, Sam's doing. <laughs> you have been baptized, haven't you? Yeah. Hallelujah. So Sam, we're pretty excited that you've made this decision because it's showing what Jesus has done in your life and what we're so glad that you can be a part of. I'm going to get you to sit down. Slide your feet under there if you want to. So sit down first. There you go. Sam under the authority of the testimony that you've shared that you are a follower of Jesus. I baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah! Sit down. Put your feet 
through there. Get you to sit down. You won't go under yet. That is cold. <laughs> well, Nadia, praise God according to the authority of that wonderful testimony. I love what you said. You weren't looking for God, but God was looking for you. Hallelujah. And that now you have come to know Him and to trust Him and the authority of your testimony. I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, 
graves which have tried to hold them back in their past, they have just gotten up into out of their graves and into the futures that God has for them. And I loved it when they said it's not just about what they came out of, it's what they're stepping into. And our church family have just stepped into a new beginning, into a new day, into a new dawn. So let's sing that together. If they today was the day when they were getting up out of that grave. Let's sing it together. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Save 
Father, I thank you. We declare they are not the same. They are of the name of Jesus' family. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit has filled them. They're immersed into Him. I now commission them and pray for them. They will live their lives under the strength and enablement and empowerment. Father, you will help them and guide them. You will lead them. Jesus, your living power, your righteousness, your righteousness will work in them. Holy Spirit, you will fill them. You will enable them to do mighty and wonderful things for you throughout the earth. You will use them in the name of Jesus. They are your servants now. Lord, they are yours to use. They are yours to empower and help others. Oh, Lord, I thank you. They have gone from those who are lost to being found in Jesus' name. And they have gone from those who are seeking to those who are found in Jesus' name. And they are now those who have gone from being helped to being the helpers of others, the guides, the leaders. Lord, I thank you. The fields are white under harvest before them, and I commission them. I bless them. I call upon them. Go into your fields. Be Jesus to them. In Jesus' name, amen.